edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that believes life is very short and there's no time for fighting or fussing, my friends. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Andrew Halcrow. With me, as always, my collaborator extraordinaire, Van Sanders. Mr. Sanders, how are you this fine episode? Mr. Halcrow, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here, man. Excellent. What is the project of the week? Yeah, so this week I'm focusing on a logo for a new local flour mill in Palmer called Bailey Hill Mill. Starting around the end of this year, they're looking to supply the area with fresh stone ground flour, including some from locally grown wheat. They're a super cool couple. I'm really stoked to work with them, uh, and I'm all about locally produced food. Aside from that, though, I also want to say that I'm excited for the book recommendation in this episode. It's one that I love, and I recommended it to you, but I'll leave the rest up to you. First, Gotta say, I love Palmer. My daughter lives in Palmer. And if I had to live anywhere else in Alaska, I've always said it'd have to be either Palmer or Sitka, just two of the really cool little towns in this state. I, too, am very excited about the book segment. I mean, I think this is the right book for the right time. I believe all of our minds need a break, a refuge in which to retreat and seek a reset. Okay, maybe not that dramatic, but th I think this is a good book. Uh, and it's, it's really kind of a cool story how we came upon this book. All right. As always, we want to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting our podcast on their platform and remind listeners the very strong opinions that you hear on today's podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form reflect the opinions of the Daily News or their employees. Speaking of the Anchorage Daily News, there was a great editorial in Sunday's edition, my man Tom Hewitt over there throwing out the vibe. It laid out things a mayor-elect Bronson could do to bring the city together. Today on With All Due Respect, we're going to be building off that editorial and talking about what a Mayor Bronson could do immediately to bring a divided city together and how we all can judge how he's going to do that just within the next couple of weeks. In entertainment, Van and I will share our reviews of a classic book that is just what everyone needs right now to take some deep breaths. But first, let's talk politics. Politics. And now for some politics. Congratulations, Mayor-elect Dave Bronson. You are the ninth elected mayor and the 11th overall to lead the city of Anchorage. Van, tell the mayor-elect what he's won. It's a new car! No, not at all. You've won a divided city, where almost as many people voted against you as those who voted for you. You've won a city emerging from a pandemic and still mired in an economic recession. You've won the right to deliver on your promises of cutting taxes and solving the homelessness issue. Congratulations, Mr. Mayor-elect. Look, this is exciting. The city is reopening, which means in six weeks, when Mayor Dave Bronson is sworn in officially, he will inherit a city that is already open for business, which will give him plenty of time to work on his other major campaign promises. 
Now, in the Anchorage Daily News Sunday editorial, they wrote that Bronson said in a meeting with the editorial board that he agreed with 80% of Forrest Dunbar's policies. Now, with the city open for business and the anger over the hunker downs and the mask mandates passing, Bronson will have his chance of showing how he will govern even before he takes office. Over the next 30 days, Mayor-elect Dave Bronson will begin to put his team together, those who will help him govern the city. The question is, what does that team look like? Does he bring in more moderate, practical Republicans like Rick Maestrom, or is he going to elevate those voices within his campaign who did little more than scream the last four months? I mean, seriously, is it just me or was that closing ad by the Bronson campaign where his campaign surrogate was just screaming into the camera? Wasn't that one of the most jarring things you've ever seen? I mean, when that ad came on, I actually leaned back in my chair. My, my mind was so overwhelmed by the, by the sheer force of the anger. My brain just collapsed and was like, why is this woman yelling at me? And why does she look like she just stumbled out of the Pines Club? I mean, it was crazy. And so if that's Dave Bronson's next chief of staff, we pretty much know what we're in for for the next three years. But if it's somebody with a little bit of moderation, a little bit of experience, then we know that at least he's serious about governing. It's my hope that Bronson fills his staff with qualified people who will help him run the city and show he can govern for all. I mean, Bronson can never forget the fact that he got elected by the razor thinnest, thinnest, thinnest margin in decades. So I hope that he takes a more moderate stance. I think it would be brilliant if he brought back Bill Falsey, a city manager. I don't know if Bill would take the job, but it would be a brilliant first step. Falsey, who ran for mayor and was clearly the most qualified candidate in the entire field, he led this city through earthquake, pandemic. He has led this city through so much the last several years. He has experience that is invaluable. I am a big fan. Hey, man, stand on the shoulders of giants when you can. They're a reason they are giants. And Bill Falsey would be a giant to help Dave Bronson just guide the city, you know, make sure the trains run on time, make sure the streets get plowed. I mean, somebody who knows how to pick up the phone and get things done in the vast network that is government. Look, you know, I know a lot of Bronson supporters don't like government, but that doesn't mean it doesn't need to exist. Local government exists for a reason. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where incompetence is highlighted almost immediately. I mean, hell, you can be governor for three years and not do a damn thing and, you know, nobody blames you. But if you're mayor and the trains don't run on time or the streets don't get plowed, then you got all kinds of problems. So we have an opportunity here. Dave Bronson has an opportunity here to surround himself with good quality people who have experience. And we need him to do that at a time when Anchorage is trying to emerge from a pandemic and is still mired in a recession. And the economy is not expected to recover for at least two to three years. So a lot of challenges ahead. We want to welcome our new mayor. He has earned the right to govern at a time when the city is divided. There's a lot of festering anger out there. And we look forward to our new mayor being a bridge builder and a leader. And now, entertainment. Entertainment. All right, let's talk life and entertainment. There is no question during the last year plus, we have all suffered stress, anxiety, and just plain overload. Today on With All Due Respect, Van and I are going to tell you about a classic book that might be just what you need. The book is called The Miracle of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh. The Miracle of Mindfulness teaches the ancient Buddhist practice of mindfulness and how living in the present will make you happier. Look, 
I, I know what you're thinking. You know, you're thinking Buddhism, all that. Hear me out. Hear Van and I both out. This is the perfect book just to give your mind a reset. Because being depressed about yesterday and anxious about tomorrow is just simply no way to live. And to be honest with you, I don't like the fact that you're feeling so tense. And I feel compelled as host of this program to help you in our brief time we spent together during the week to help you through this. So this book came to me as a recommendation from Van. So I'm going to let Van start on his thoughts on the miracle of mindfulness. Van, take it away. Thanks, Andrew. Um, So I read most on my Kindle for convenience, but this is one of a handful of hardcover books that I keep so I can return to it anytime don't have to worry about charging a battery, and just dive in. Uh, Many Buddhist texts, or just mindfulness texts, can be elusive or dense or cryptic, confusing. The miracle of mindfulness takes the complete opposite approach. It's so readable because it stems from a long letter written by the author while in exile during the Vietnam War. Thich Nhat Hanh wanted to help put his friends at ease back home, despite the horrible things they were enduring. So, in a conversational and really accessible way, Thich Nhat Hanh reminds us to just pay attention to what we're doing, and that's really it. He says to wash the dishes and just pay attention to it, rather than trying to rush through it. Same with folding the laundry, or eat your orange at lunch without staring at your phone or doing something else. Just enjoy the orange because it's nice and deserves a little attention. And that's really the premise of the book. It sounds crazy that you need a whole book for that, but he, he goes into greater depth and uses a bunch of different examples to try to help the concepts connect with a broad audience. I love this book because it serves as a reminder that it doesn't take strenuous effort to let go and to feel better, just the right effort. This book helps me to remember that and practice it. And I really hope it does the same for others. Thanks, Van. The one thing I loved about this book was the ease of reading it. it. It's really a good, easy book to read. It's it's easy to understand. Since reading The Miracle of Mindfulness, I've read other books along the same line. But hands down, this is the best intro into mindfulness I've read. Practicing mindfulness is tough. I mean, it takes a lot of work and focus. Sometimes it's just unrealistic. But what I loved about this book was it created the foundation of awareness to build on. I mean, it's a great read, and it's a really great book to keep either on the shelf at home or in your office. You know, those times where you're feeling really anxious and feel like you're kind of getting out over your skis, just pull this book off the shelf. I mean, read a chapter or two. It just teaches you to step back, to breathe, to recognize everything around you. It's just a fabulous book, and it just provides for really what I feel is a much-needed reset for the brain during these times. The book, again, is called The Miracle of Mindfulness. It's written by Thich Nhat Hanh. It checks in at 147 pages. It's a great mental health break for these times. I picked it up in paperback, and it's available in other formats. And there is the music, ladies and gentlemen, which means our time is up. Please join us on Monday when we will talk about the conditions.
condition of the state economy and the two people you should really be paying attention to when it comes to the health of Alaska's economy. Also, we'll introduce a new segment on the show where we'll take a key economic indicator from Alaska's economy and we'll break it down and tell you how that indicator is affecting you, your life, your business directly. Ban, why don't you throw us those website details? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen, and we thank you for yours. See you on Monday.